Last week we talked about uh, the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil. And once again, this is a dua that every time we're in the state of fear about anything, we should recite this dua. Today, inshallah, I want to share with you another dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And not just one dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam, but these are five duas of Ibrahim alayhi salam. First of all, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلِ When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered Ibrahim alayhi salam to construct this Kaaba. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered Ibrahim alayhi salam to, to do this. And he not only just do this by himself, but he gathered and he, and he basically brought his son along with him, his son Ismail alayhi salam, and he was able to construct this Kaaba. And by the way, this Kaaba in itself has gone through many stages. If you study the history of Islam, it has gone through many stages. And at the time of Ibrahim alayhi salam, when he built it, he built it at pretty much at average height. The door was on the floor and he built two doors on both sides. I mean, one door on each side, but there's two doors. And not only that, but the Maqam Ibrahim that today we see that he stood on to build the Kaaba. It was not, of course, as tall as it is nowadays. Because many people, they think to themselves that how did Ibrahim build such a huge Kaaba and he's standing on such a small stone. But remember that Ibrahim built the Kaaba at, by standing on that stone at the height that he could reach the most. And then later on, we find that the Kaaba has gone through many stages. And then later on in the time of Umar al-Khattab, this Maqam Ibrahim, which was standing right next to the Kaaba, it was brought behind to where its current position is because it was coming in the way of the Tawaf. So that's why Umar ibn Khattab during his Khilafah time, he took that Maqam Ibrahim and he dragged it behind to where it is today. But nonetheless, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that after Ibrahim was done. Now you have to understand that today when we do remarkable things, today when there is sort of a demand in our society and we fulfill that demand in society, we feel like Alhamdulillah, I have done something for Islam. I have done something for the people and we feel boastful about it. But what we learn from Ibrahim is that even when you do something that is good, and something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has inspired to do, yet even in that situation, you should always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for acceptance. Because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept it, it is of no good and no value in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the very first thing is that he accepts that even though Allah ordered me to do this, and I'm doing this to the fullest of my capacity, in my capabilities, there will be flaws. So therefore, first thing he says, رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you accept from us. And this is why every single time we do anything for the cause of our deen, when I do something for anyone else, we should not feel that khair, it is already accepted, but we rather we have to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On top of that, رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا Oh Allah, you accept from us. So this is the very first dua. Then the next one is, he says, Rabbana waja'alna muslimayni laka. That oh Allah, make us submissive to you. Now even though we have truly achieved something, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used Ibrahim alayhi salam to call the entire mankind to this Kaaba. And he said that how will people come 
and he says, وَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ يَأْتُوكَ رِجَالًا وَعَلَىٰ كُلِّ ضَامِنٍ يَأْتِينَ مِنْ كُلِّ فَجْنٍ عَمِيقٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Ibrahim alayhi your job is to make the adhan, your job is to make the call, to bring people to this Kaaba, it's my job. Do what you have to do. So what did he do? And after all this, he's asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, make us submissive to you. Now, usually what happens is, you, you make dua for yourself, and you forget about others. So the third dua that he made is, that رَبَّنَا وَجَعَلْنَا مُسْلِمِينَ لَكَ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِنَا أُمَّةً مُسْلِمَةً لَكَ Oh Allah, make my dhurriya, make my upcoming generation submissive to you, O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because he understands that later on there will be trials, there will be tribulations, there will be challenges, there will be fitnas, because there's fitnas in every single era of Islam. In every single era of humanity, there will be different kind of fitnas. Sometimes the fitna are financial, related sometimes they're iman related but there are fitnas that rattle the muslims but there are some who remain steadfast upon their deen and there are some that they lose their deen in in this process so here he's making dua that oh allah my dhuriya that will come later on keep them submissive to you and this is a dua that we should all memorize wallahi we're worried about our children we're worried about our children you know how many times in this past one year how many parents have come to me and said that I went home, you know, and I was just thinking to myself, how is my dhuriya, how is my upcoming generation going to be steadfast upon deen? If today, as we, as many adults, that we, you know, we came from foreign countries and so forth, and yet we find today in America, it is so difficult to maintain our deen. What's going to happen to our children? How many times I've heard these stories that I went home, my wife is crying. Why? Because how is our upcoming generation? How are our children going to maintain their deen in the times of all these fitnas? And it's not just only our children. We may have passed away. What about our grandchildren? What about our great-grandchildren? What the times will be? Wallahi, we have to make this dua every single day. Rabbana waja'alna muslimaini laka wa min dhurriyatina ummatan. Oh Allah, make my dhurriya an ummah. Keep them united as an ummah. But an ummah that is submissive to you. Not an ummah that has gone astray. Ummatan muslimatan lak. And then Allah says, Wa'arina. This is the next dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Wa'arina manasikana. And show us the manasik. Now usually, when I say the word manasik, the first thing that comes to our mind is, the word after that is, manasikul hajj. But I want you to think about this. The ulama have stated that if you look at this very deeply, when you look at the manasik of hajj, every single aspect of hajj, there's a time, there's a place, and there's a method, right? There's a time and a place, a method. If a person says, you know what, I want to go to Arafah, but I'm going to go to Arafah on the 8th of the Hijjah. No, it's not. You're going to have to go to Mina on the 8th of the Hijjah. Then you go to Arafah on the 9th of the Hijjah. A person says, you know what, I'm going to stay in Muzdalifah at night, but I'm going to do it on the 8th of the Hijjah. It's not acceptable. When it comes to the manasik of Hajj, there is a time, there is a place, and there is a method. These are three things. Likewise, when it comes to our entire deen, every aspect of our deen, there is a time, there's a place, and there's a method. Imagine a person says, you know what? I want to pray Salatul Fajr. I'm going to pray it the right way. I'm going to pray two rakah Salat. And I'm going to pray at the right place. 
but I'm going to do it at the, at the time of Salatul Maghrib. It's not going to be accepted. Why? Because there's a time, a place, and a method. So when we make this dua, the ulama, they state that you're not only making dua about the manasik, but you're making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, Oh Allah, my upcoming generations that will come, keep them steadfast upon their deen. And that deen means that every aspect requires time, place, and method. Keep them steadfast upon these three things and every single aspect of their deen. So you're not only making dua for the hajj, but you're making dua that they stay, remain steadfast on every single aspect of their deen and they do it the correct way. And the fifth dua is After all this, we'll, there will be shortcomings. After all this, we're not perfect. We are imperfect. We will make mistakes. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here that Ibrahim alayhi made this dua wa tuba alayna. Oh Allah, you forgive us. Innaka anta tawwabur rahim. So this is a very beautiful dua that we learn from our father Ibrahim alayhi salam and we should recite it every single day. The very, it starts off with Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samir alim. Rabbana waja'alna muslimaini laka wa min dhurriyatina ummatan muslima it's just, it's an ayah and a half, but wallahi, this, this, these duas are so impactful and they're so deep in its meaning. Recite this every single day, not only for ourselves, but our, for, uh, for our upcoming generations. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us and them steadfast upon deen. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Amir Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. قد أفلح المؤمنون الذين هم في صلاتهم خاشعون والذين هم عن اللغو معرضون والذين هم للزكاة فاعلون والذين هم لفروجهم حافظون إلا على أزواجهم أو ما ملكت أيمانهم فإنهم غير ملومين